The following episode contains material that may be harmful or traumatizing to some audiences. Welcome to the Enter the Bible podcast, where you can get answers or at least reflections on everything you wanted to know about the Bible but were afraid to ask. I'm Katherine Schifferdecker. And I'm Katie Langston. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, our returning guest. I think you're our first returner, Whoa, Alan. I think so. I think it's, I know, I think we had way too much fun the first time and we were like, we got some kind of wild questions that uh, Alan needs so to answer. Yeah. So this is I our, go to the bar after that later yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not drunk enter the Bible. It's just regular enter the Bible. But uh, we have uh, Alan Paget. He is a professor of systematic theology at Luther Seminary. Uh, good friend and colleague uh, to both of us. And we are delighted to have you with us. Welcome, Alan. Um, and we are. Yeah. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. Um, so we have a very interesting question that came through um, our Q&A. And of course, dear listener slash YouTube watcher, you can get this on YouTube as well, by the way, um, friends. Uh, you can go to the website at enterthebible.org and click on ask a question at the top of the page. There's a form. You can fill out your own questions, and we love to answer as many of them as we can. Uh, but the question today is, did Jesus have any of Mary's DNA? And I think that's a very interesting question. Mm -hmm. uh, and since you're kind of our science guy, and then I would add, <laughs> I would add my own question to that because to me, it's more like, well, sure, Jesus had Mary's DNA because Mary was Jesus' mother, but like, who did the male part of Jesus' genetics? The other ones. I don't know how many there are because I forgot. <laughs> There's two chromosomes. Exit. Yep, the chromosomes, uh, those things, right? Like, what? Where did Jesus's genetic material come from? If we affirm the virgin birth, mm -hmm. does God have DNA? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. You don't have another question. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I've got lots of them, but I'm oh, going to okay. leave it there uh, for now. Okay. I'm leaving it there for now. So, I mean, Christianity grows out of uh, the Jewish faith. You know, Jesus is Jewish. The, his parents are Jewish. So all the apostles are Jewish. So, uh, and in Judaism, God has no body. And in Christian theology, the essence of God, the essence of the Holy Trinity, the divinity has no body. God is uh, eternal, exists before the all worlds and cosmoses were ever created. And will and exist forever. So uh, bodies are made up of created things. God doesn't have a body in the sense we mean it, like a physical flesh and blood made up of quarks and molecules. Body. Alan, that's not what they told me growing up. But then again, yes, I grew up more. I was gonna. So. I was just gonna say there are some Christian <laughs> alternatives in America who believe. That the term Elohim means there's plural gods, for example, whereas uh, my Hebrew prof told me it's just an intensification of the word by using a plural. And uh, therefore, you know, there's multiple gods and each member of the Trinity has uh, his, in this case, body. 
But that is not the standard historic Christian faith, and that is not what the Bible actually teaches. So uh, God is spirit, Jesus says in the Gospel of John. So then that also follows from that, that God has no DNA. In the literal sense of dioxyribonucleic acid, God doesn't have that. There's none. God creates the universe in which that exists. I'm so impressed that you know what DNA stands for. Me too. Oh. Say it again. Dioxyribonucleic acid. Wow. All right. I won't even try to say that. It's like <laughs> basic stuff in biology. Life science. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> In other words, dumb, Catherine, dumb. <laughs> In other words, I don't know basic biological. Okay. Sorry. I was an English major. English. English and philosophy. No, I'm messing with you. I, I yeah, I, well, let's just erase this last part where, you know. So, so God, so God, so God doesn't, has no body and no. therefore no eyeballs, no fingers, no DNA either, right? Yes. So when the divine nature, the living word, the logos, and you know, the God, John also says the word became flesh, the logos, and that designates the second person of the Trinity, that divine eternal nature became flesh that there was no f divine flesh before that, okay? So all of the human nature of Jesus biologically comes from Mary. That's the classic and biblical view that Mary is a virgin, which means, among other things, that no other DNA donors were involved in the birth of Jesus. Uh, but it is a miracle, right? So don't expect to understand where the chromosomes come from or whatever. Uh, you know, in fact, if you look at it, biochemistry, it's not that big of a miracle. Like, bloop. So honestly, changing water into wine is way more complex chemically <laughs> than changing, changing, you know, male to female at the DNA level or the other way. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's a miracle. The birth of the Jesus in the womb of Mary is uh, not something you can explain through biology. You can, you can interpret it and say, well, that means the DNA of Jesus must have come from Mary. But notice how 21st century, that question is nobody before 1950 would have even asked that question. So, right. A... It's God doesn't have a body or DNA. That's the standard historical view. I mean, I'm not trying to say there aren't alternatives. There's there's a lot of alternatives out there. Uh, maybe the second They're just not Christianity, is, but go on. <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> I mean, right? Katie, maybe it would be helpful if you if you just summarize that alternative view that the, the Mormon Church did. The Latter Day Saint perspective. Sure. So the I mean the Mormon perspective. I I don't I I am not intending to be shocking when I explain this, but the Mormon perspective historically back like Brigham Young or whatever he said, God the Father is um, a literal post human uh, who is exalted. So this was a this uh, this father heavenly father was actually a human being on another planet 
and went through the process of mortality and became exalted as God. And he is one of the many other gods who had been exalted in such a way and had an actual physical, a physical human body that was glorified. Um, and so when they talk about Jesus as being God's only, you know, begotten son, they believe that literally God, the father who has a physical body, his DNA, like he has like glorified DNA that like went into Mary's womb. Brigham Young taught that that actually happened through sexual intercourse that like God came down and because, because Mary could have been one of his wives because that's another Mormon thing. More recently, they've, you know, kind of backed off on that and said, well, we don't know. It's a mystery, right? Uh-huh. Similar to, to, to what Alan just said, but the idea that Jesus literally had divine God, heavenly father's divine DNA in his body. That is, I think a pretty standard thing that most Mormon folks would agree with. Hmm. Well, and then there's the other side, right. That would say, so that's not Orthodox Christianity, obviously, as as Alan just made clear, but then there's, there's also um, the, idea that Jesus didn't really, wasn't really human, right? Didn't actually have a body himself. Right, only looked, like a, only looked like a human. Right. Which may be where this question is coming from. I'm not sure uh, what, mm-hmm. what's behind the, the question about whether Jesus had Mary's DNA, but, uh, but what has the church said about that uh, teaching? Yeah, so I mean, that particular teaching is very old compared to the Latter-day Saints. Sure movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically this idea that God is so perfect and so exalted and so transcendent that the idea of God actually becoming flesh and dwelling among us as an actual human baby, toddler, teenager, you know, th- that just makes no sense. And then dying on a cross, being nailed to and bleeding, you know, God wouldn't do that. So <laughs> Jesus just looks like a human. He kind of looks human-ish, uh, but he's not really in fully human nature. And so the answer to your response is actually in the Nicene Creed, he's fully human and fully man. And for us in our salvation, he became human. Right. I mean, right. it's actually in the Nicene Creed that this view is not is not what the historic Christian faith, but it's also not really what the Bible's trying to say. Right. Again, the word right. became flesh. Right. It right. does actually say <laughs> became this. You know, flesh. Not like the word became pretend flesh. Right. The word became an illusion. Well, and then, and but then the other, the other, you know, the other solution that you hear too is, um, Jesus was like J- Joseph was Jesus's father, right? Oh yeah, right. Or the Mary had been raped by Roman Ma- soldiers, right? And, uh, or Mary was, yeah. Somehow she was in, you know, and uh, at, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, that she was a a woman out of wedlock. I mean, that is true. No matter what, she was a woman out of got, wedlock that's, that's who, who was pregnant. Was that's in. That's there. <laughs> but that somehow, <laughs> like, that she had had sexual relations or had had been right. raped or something like that right. um we should maybe put a trigger warning on this um 
episode at the Sorry beginning just that. to let folks know. No, no, no. That's, that's okay. We, we just let folks know we talk about it. But, um, you know, and so that Jesus basically is is just a regular guy, right, that came about in the regular way. Right. An um, ordinary, understandable, scientifically explainable way. Right. Yeah. That's not and, what the Bible actually says, though. Right. Right, but but that's the way it makes sense to us in our modern, highly technical, scientific world. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's fair to say? I mean, Jesus has because he is fully human; he has DNA. Hmm. I can't, we can I, deduce that. <laughs> I read, and I'm not a science. I like like Catherine. You were at least a philosophy major. I was just a theater major in college. So what I know nothing. But I did read, I got on a rabbit trail a while ago and I read this like paper that was like how Jesus has DNA. <laughs> like it talked about DNA, like the, it was actually kind of interesting. I mean, it was obviously I was reading and I was like, okay, no, nobody can actually know this. But the hypothesis was that at the bottom line, uh, DNA is information. And then it got into this really interesting philosophical conversation about what is information, mm. right? Like what is data, data, right? Like zeros and ones, like it's, it's information. So it is something, but it's, uh, it is intangible in a way. And yet we know because we're, you know, podcasting right now from remote locations that well, information. Well, actually, we're, we're in the same area. You're in the same, and <laughs> I'm in, in Utah. Room, yes. And I'm far away in Utah, remote, in, the, in the desert, um, trying not to sweat to death. But, but, but that, so, so we can see that in, <laughs> information can be transmitted, right, uh, in ways right. that, sure. right. that right. we're, that 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 you know that for any previous generation of human life would have been absolutely inconceivable and so the sort of analogy was like what's you know what's to say that i mean it obviously happened so what's to say you know we don't know the mechanism by which god you know by which the holy spirit came upon mary and delivered this information this genetic information but mm -hmm. It happened somehow. I thought that was kind of an interesting take. I mean, I'm not like going to bank on it, right? Like, if that's not well, how it I happened, I'm know. not going to. I mean, DNA is information in the sense of modern information theory and probability theory. And all that means information is an intelligible pattern. That's go. all. It's, hmm. And the alternatives are repetition caused by natural laws or static just randomness hmm. and it could be in anything so it's a very 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 low bar it doesn't have to mean it actually means anything to anybody hmm. so it's uh not always understood information and in information theory and probability theory and the SETI search and things like that is extremely low bar of just some intelligible pattern it's not constantly repetition and uh, or just just random static, random. you know, meaningless patterns. Yeah. Well, okay, back to the... We can think, delete that, too. Sorry, got... <laughs> we can delete that, No, too. no, keep I, that in. Keep that in. No, no, I think so, I it so helped I me. It helped me conceptualize is, it. Thinking well, the about... The conclusion is, right, the yeah. pattern of Jesus' DNA was created miraculously 
out of the DNA of Mary. So if you want to get super technical, because Jesus is male, he cannot have Mary's exact DNA. Right. Correct. But he has, uh, I mean, he has the, about the mo- any normal human, the percentage they'd have of their mother is probably about what he had. You know what I mean? Because he's normal. What the church wants to say is he has a normal human in every way that that means. He's born, he croaks, he gets hungry, he gets sick. All that stuff, Jesus went through all of that in order to redeem us and the world. And... Of course, it's a scandal, right? I mean, the idea that God becomes flesh, right, (laughs) is a scandal to our Jewish brothers and sisters, right? Uh, And, and, yeah, and just to, I I think, uh, anyone who, um, I don't know, with with a worldview that would say, no, that's impossible, with a worldview that doesn't allow for miracles yeah. of some kind right. a modern scientific technological right. yeah, yeah. Right. it's right. It's, it's interesting to use that that language Catherine, because yeah it's a scandal uh it's a scandal religiously it's a scandal in, culturally for an unwed mother to you know give birth um in our culture that's not so scandalous anymore and in yeah. our culture True. the great scandal <laughs> is that you can't explain so that you can't explain something, right? right. That, that something right. might exist beyond that which you can comprehend or track or whatever. So it, it, it continues to be a scandal. It continues to be difficult to wrap our minds around. It, be, it continues to be something that, that challenges uh, and stretches, um, you know, stretches us to, to mm-hmm. not think that we have God solved quote unquote, not to put God in a box. You know, um, God does really surprising things that we would rather maybe God not do sometimes because Mm -hmm. it's much easier if we can figure it out. (laughs) But that scandal is, uh, is, is a powerful statement, right? That, that God became flesh with DNA, with blood, with you know, all, all of the, and went through everything that you just listed, Alan, in order to redeem flesh, right? In order oh. to redeem us human beings. And we... Well, and creatures, I think. And creatures, yep. right, creatures. in yep. general. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly, yeah. We focus on us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <clears throat> and thereby, well, I, I mean, we've talked about this before, but right, that Thereby showing that bodies matter, right? <laughs> that bodies are matter not negligible. <laughs> that matter matters, matter right? Matters, right, yeah. right. That's right. I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, and uh, and that God knows personally, right, intimately, what it means to suffer. Um, not that God doesn't suffer before Jesus. Uh, well, we may touch on that in another episode, but uh, but that God knows what it is to be human. Uh, and has has borne our sufferings and carried our sorrows and has redeemed that suffering. So um, this may be, you know, uh, whoever asked the question, the listener who asked the question, this may not be what she was getting at, but uh, I think it's all part of that, uh, Mm. of that really scandalous proclamation, but also really powerful proclamation that Christians 
have proclaimed, you know, from the earliest days that the word mm-hmm. became flesh, that God became flesh and dwelt among yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, amen. Well, thank you so much. I was uh, very insightful, wide ranging, kind of a wild question, but I, I liked it. I thought it was, a, I think it's a really interesting question. So appreciate you being with us, Alan. And, and thank you uh, listeners for listening to this episode of the Enter the Bible podcast. You can get high quality courses, commentaries, resources, videos, reflections, and more at enterthebible.org. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and be sure to share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for joining us.